What's up, everybody, and welcome to the East Coast Avengers. I, Dominic, one of your hosts, along with JT, Darren, Josh, and Christian, come together and talk all things nerdy. The East Coast Avengers bring you the latest news, topics, and opinions with passion and humor from all around the nerdscape. So head on over to anchor.fm slash East Coast Avengers podcast, where you can listen in on different platforms and join in on the conversation. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to ya. Cheers to ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the nerd Polian Bronaparte of Morristown, the Mac. And great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of Nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself, <laughs> Dr. Davis. I panicked. I didn't have a sound ready, so I just picked one. <laughs> Thanks, Mario. <laughs> Mario to the rescue. And ladies and gentlemen, it is a new decade. Yeah. We are... In the 20s. We're the Nerdin' 20s. Because huh. the Roaring 20s were 100 years ago. This is the Nerdin' 20s. It really is, though. It really is. Um, listen, we are so happy to have you all with us in Season 2. Um, I never thought we'd make it this I know, far. I know. It was great to be picked up by the network again. I'm very happy. <laughs> um, and if you are wondering where you can find us, uh, obviously whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, and if you... Have a other favorite podcast app like iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, basically wherever you cast your pod at, that's where you find us. We're also on Castbox FM and, of course, Podchaser.com. Now, with Podchaser, we are part of the group called Pod Nation. They are a bunch of our friends. We hope that you will take the time to listen to us as well as them, and you can rate individual episodes on that site. So please take the time to rate us. And when you do, we hope that you'll give us five stars. That's right. Five stars, little Emma. And you can also follow the conversation on Twitter at hashtag 30andnerdypod. So when you're listening to this, tweet at us. Let us know what you think. If you have a disagreement, if you have an agreement, if you think we missed talking about a certain thing, please let us know. We love catching up with you all. Um, a lot of people have started their season twos of stuff. Some friends like Pop Culture Bruce, they got their season two ramping. Hey, three Fat Nerds, Three Hours Later, uh, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour still killing it. You know, a bunch of our friends. So it's just been a fantastic season one getting to know those people. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you should check them all out. So, what's up, Doc? Wow. Uh, hey, 2020, like you said. Right, man, it's a crazy. New, a new year, a new decade. Uh, I've just... I've just uh, Finished Christmas break uh, from, yep. from back school. To school. Yeah, back to school this week. Uh, you know, had a had a great time uh, chilling at home mm-hmm. with the lady and uh, and the little princess. Uh, watched Frozen probably every day, sometimes yes. twice. Uh, 
as much as I love Disney and <laughs> I, I do enjoy Frozen, uh, gotta say <laughs> I was uh, ready to give that up for a little while. But yeah, it's just been great. I'm, I'm very thankful for a, a great Christmas and a Good. great New Year, and Good. great to be here with you again. Yeah, man, it's uh, great to be back here with you. Uh, it's a great Christmas break uh, for us. Uh, we got to hang out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Got to see some new things, uh, like while we were on Christmas break, uh, The Witcher, which is what we're discussing today. You know, yeah. it dropped, wow. uh, binge style. It's been fantastic. Um, we also, while they were, while the entire family was in, we decided to start Grey's Anatomy over again, which is emotional. Oh, what an undertaking! I know. Um, I've not watched it like Peyton and Mom have, but everybody's back. They all went back to where. Is that like still going? Yeah. That show. Yeah, it's still going. Does it have? Uh... 329 seasons it's, like Supernatural? It has one more season than Supernatural now. It got renewed wow. one season when Supernatural announced cancellation, Grey's got renewed. The never-ending shows. Yeah, man. Uh, it's on its way to be second or third to SVU. So, oh. cool. Um, but yeah, having everybody home was fantastic. Um, Peyton got to interview for a job in New York. Uh, she, uh, you know, interviewed with a lot of other people, so, you know, it didn't work out, but it looks like she is really pushing to land in New York with That Nolan. was like her first big interview, yeah, though. So, that was her first yeah, big interview. Um, and it's still early. Yeah, it's still early. So, she has been going full force with uh, trying to start her career now that she has her master's mm-hmm. in uh, global communications, I believe it is. Yeah. Nolan's... Back at teaching, mom and dad are back in Georgia, and uh, so the house is <laughs> empty again. Solo, <laughs> I'm riding solo. Um, you know, it's been great though. Um, so, also, we are nearing the end of the run of our store. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, there have been a few orders, mm-hmm. but um, this is you know this is our run for a while. It, it ends on the 18th. Um, not a lot of time left. Not a lot of time left, and uh, we don't know when we'll run it again. And there are some exclusive things in this store that we absolutely will not run again. So, you know, that's companycasuals.com forward slash three zero and nerdy swag. Yeah. Um, and that is our exclusive link to you all. That's uh, for our exclusive attire and uh, not at full price either. So See? that's just for you all. So please write that down when you're listening to it. You're welcome. Exactly. It's just just a New Year's you gift. You filthy animals. From us to you. Uh, even if it's just a hat, every little bit you know, of support where you're just so thankful for. Uh, so please don't let time go by. You now have 11 days before that shuts down. Um, last week, we had a special episode. Sure did. Um, the Rev of Rants himself hosted our uh, Best Of Nerdin' and 19. He did a great job. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it's fun to hear those old memories. Mm-hmm. Um, some things I forgot. Yeah. And we even threw in a little unheard of sure clip did. from our Shazam talk, which was fun. Oh, yeah. Um, Lots of good stuff on there, man. Yeah. It, was, it was fun putting it together. And uh, a lot of laughs. Yeah. We are we are two Funny silly, guys. silly We're men. Wild and crazy guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there were a lot of things that I'd forgotten that we had talked about and discussed, and uh, some things I wanted to forget. Um, 
But you but know, now it lives forever. And now it lives forever. And if you haven't heard it, go back and check it <laughs> yes. out. The best of Thirty and Nerdy, season one, twenty nineteen, yes. whichever, whichever. Uh, so you can find that also on any podcast platform as well as our YouTube channel archives, Thirty and Nerdy podcast. But this week we are going to be talking about the Netflix original series, The Witcher. Uh, but before we were talking about that, we'll we'll get to the nerd news. We'll talk about a new nerdcabulary word. The first nerdcabulary word of 2020. Can't wait. I'm excited. I think it's a good one. Uh, but before we get to all that, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. All right. Encore Theatrical Company is proud to open its 14th season with a chorus line. See the show that the New York Times called one of the greatest musicals ever. One of the longest-running shows in Broadway history. A multitude of awards, including 12 Tonys and the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Come see the singular sensation that is A Chorus Line. January 17th through the 26th at the Inman Humanities Complex Theater, Walter State, Morristown. Proudly presented by Lakeway Dermatology Associates, Ashley Lodge Photography, Walter State Community College, The Citizen Tribune, Aaron's, Litz Turf Farms, Freddy Cat Productions, Tar Chevrolet and Hyundai, Hampton Inn and Suites, Brainchild Creative, and WJDT 106.5 and WBGQ 100.7. Tickets available now at 423-318-8331 or online at etcplays.org. All right, time to talk nerdy to you. The first nerd word of 2020. It's a new decade. Not just a new year, but a new decade. So I thought I would make a very just fantastic nerdier resolution. And it is going to be less toxic nerddom. Oh, I love it. Or what, a, AKA, what a prolific thing you've done. The, or a.k.a. what I like to call the fandom menaces. <laughs> um, Jeez. Basically, the definition to toxic nerddom would be Nothing is ever good enough in your selective nerddom. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this example may be a little bit of a rant, but too bad. In a word, obviously I did a lot of thinking over the, over the break. I did on how I wanted to be a better nerd. So in a world where our nerd, we should all be better nerds. Absolutely. We should strive every day to be better. Of course. Um, because eyes are on us (laughs) as a culture. So in a world where our nerd culture wants a thing of ridicule and shame is now mainstream, uh, we're now open to a world of opinions on writing, cinematography, execution, so on. You can't go to the theaters these days or turn on TV without seeing nerd culture in your face, whether it's comic book film, supernatural shows, spy-fi, or science fiction. Nerd is everywhere, with social media ever-growing and the replications of nerds happening as fast-paced. Toxic nerddom is at its worst. Never has it been more apparent than with the most toxic nerds to date, the Star Wars nerds. Oh, yeah. Even if you aren't, haven't grown up with it, you know of the polarizing views that these nerds have, i.e. our friend Tyler Thompson. He himself had comments in our uh, season one finale that he told you that the fans were what kept him away from even starting the franchise. Yeah, uh, the guy's like 20, 21 years yeah. old, and he's gone his whole life without seeing Star Wars. Because and of the fans. He says it's because the fans... They're they... either crazy positive or crazy negative. Yeah. So why mm-hmm. put your own brain and emotions through that? 
with 2020 literally being a new decade. I urge fellow nerds to please try to be more positive. We live in an era where people will not go see a movie based off of what someone tweeted or some idiot critic from Rotten Tomatoes said. By no means am I saying you shouldn't have qualms or critical thinking, but I urge you to be more positive and keep your negative nerdicity off of social media platforms and promote positive views on being a nerd. And as dear Mr. Gump puts it, that's all I have to say about that. I, I figured you would like to start out I, strong. Hang on, I just want to... Yes. Yeah. I... I, I yeah. It's... Wow. What a thing. You know, I spent a lot of 2019 in negative nerd mentality. Um, whether it was giving you crap about the Game of Thrones finale, uh, Last Jedi, this new sequel franchise in general. Um, I feel like I want to get back to a place where I can have qualms and maybe like, well, that's not what I would do. But I still I don't want to leave toxic and not enjoying it. I mean, but I'm honest. I mean, there are people on social media who are like, well, I guess I'll red box it because I've seen what people are saying. You know, so why? Why not formulate your own opinion? I feel like I've been saying this same thing for months. Now, you have been. You have been. And I've not been, you know, it's not gone on deaf ears. I've listened. But, you know, I did a lot of soul searching over the break. Nerd soul searching. Um... But yeah, let's try to be more positive as nerds, because not just like from me to you, but people hear us banter. Yeah. Now, a friendly banter about DC and Marvel is one thing, but I don't want people to see our nerd as like, God, they just don't like anything, or Tyler doesn't like anything, or Josh doesn't like this, or we can still enjoy it and have our qualms, but social media, and and I will blame social media, I, I mean... With the rise of social media, everyone's a critic and everyone's a, you know, a political science major. Everyone's, you know, everyone's an expert on everyone's everything. an expert on everything thanks to social media. My so, uncle uh, Jimmy shared it, so it's got to be true. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, please, in 2020, let's let's start this new decade off with more positive nerddoms and uh, more uplifting comments as nerds. Let's get on to our next segment and Josh's favorite. <gasps> What you watching? Very nice. So, JD, what you watching? Well, uh, as I stated in the intro, I've probably seen Frozen about twenty-three times like over it. the past couple weeks. Uh, so, if you have you questions, can quote it. I can most of it. If you have questions about it, I'd be glad <laughs> to uh, answer them because I know everything about it. Um, other even, than that, even who drew third snowflake from the left, he knows that now. <laughs> well, I've, I've, we've watched the credits every time as yeah. well because yeah. Emma likes the music. Yes. And at the very, very end, after the credits, the big ice monster that Elsa made, the one that goes, Don't come back. Yeah. That one. Don't come back. Yeah, he walks back into the little palace and he picks up Elsa's little crown yeah. and puts it on. Yeah. So, post credit scene. We have to wait for that every time. Yes. Uh, but anyway, I digress. You know, I feel like we beat Star Wars half to death in December Yeah, uh, with Star Wars Month, and we've just been crazy about Star Wars here lately, uh, and I wasn't ready to give it up. So I started watching The Clone Wars, and I know you have as yes. well. Um, I'm burning that thing down, bro. It's good. I'm, I'm on season it's four way already. better the second time around. Like, Absolutely. I, did, I took it for granted when it started debuting. I did too. Yeah. Um, I, it's great. I never finished the whole thing in the past. Mm-hmm. I, I got pretty far, but... I just remember I wasn't very interested, yeah. and I didn't, you know, when I had it on, I was really just waiting to get to Darth Maul, 
which I still have it yeah. this time around. But so I didn't pay attention to a lot of it, and some of it is a little silly here and there. Yeah. But you know, for the most part, it's a great show. Um, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you should really give it a chance. Uh, I have a friend here in town who told me he started watching it because he had never seen it before because he thought it was for little really? kids. And uh, he said, you know, I found out that it was actually really great. There's some uh, mature elements. There's some really good um, storytelling in there. Yeah. Uh, like one of my favorite episodes, there's barely any Jedi in it. It's when there's like seven clones watching this outpost. Mm, yeah. And they don't know that they're being invaded by these rogue, like, shadow droids. Yeah. They're, they're made different. And like that whole storytelling aspect and like Rex and Commander Cody show up to find that it's been taken over by droids and at the end the most immature and selfish clone who's like dying to see action sacrificed himself died like blew the base up instead of letting the enemy have it and I was like man like that's pretty crazy like that's some adult storytelling and but I mean, like, if you take the time to really think about yeah. what what they're saying and doing and all that stuff, there's really deep storytelling here, and oh, there is. Uh, a lot of really strong messages that you yeah. can take away from it. So I love that aspect of it. Uh, of course, The Witcher, which we're going to talk about yes. today, uh, I've been watching that as well, and that's really it. Yeah. So Frozen, <laughs> Clone Wars, and The Witcher. <laughs> the so Witcher. How about okay. you? Okay. Well, I have been watching The Witcher just like you. However, I watched um, I watched Rogue One and New Hope yeah. recently, and I have questions oh. and found some some holes. Uh oh! Um, in Rogue One, uh, no, or Rogue One created like in some the connection holes. between the two movies. Yes. Okay. Number one, the first question I have is Vader is the at that time. Aside from Palpatine, actually he's stronger than Palpatine, but Palpatine kind of keeps him in a weak state. Vader's like the strongest Force user in the galaxy at that point. I suppose so. Has other than Yoda has come across his daughter at the beginning, but does not have the wherewithal to sense the Force in her, to sense that that's his daughter, and as the greatest, as one of the strongest, doesn't sense that maybe I should go back to Tatooine. Because, like, legitimately, this space wizard, as you call him, yeah, um, Luke, his son, is hidden on Vader's own home planet with his family, with his in-laws, basically. Yeah. I just feel like maybe he should have known. Or was he just so blinded by rage? <clears throat> well... I'll tell you, here's, it's, the, it's here's the reason. It's, it's a legitimate, like, man, I feel like Vader should sense them. Like, he at one point is holding on to Leia. Like, I feel like he'd be like, I sense something. I, I hear you. Um, you're not going to like my answer. Okay. Star Wars was made in 1977 and Rogue One was made in 2016 or 17. Well, yeah. And, and at the time that Star Wars was made... I don't think that anybody knew, including George Lucas, that Leia was going to be, yeah. one, a Jedi, and two, Darth Vader's daughter. The so, thing that Rogue One caused me is, what destroys the planet at the end of Rogue One? The Death Star. Okay. But, in A New Hope, Tarkin himself said this will be the first time we get to fire the Death Star. Um, 
are you sure that they destroyed the entire planet in Rogue One, or they just remember like the first time they used it uh, when Saw Gerrera was yes the one that died from yeah. it. It just they just took out the city. Okay, they so might have just targeted like that base. The full power. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just, and I think it wasn't. I think I don't see it as something they missed. I just see it as something that okay. Well, it's different dialogue from seventy-seven as to you know two thousand fourteen. Right. Um, but I don't know. Just watching back through these, like now, you know, I see where people have issues, but it comes to the point of different time. You know, I mean, if these were all made linearly, you wouldn't find plot holes. Because if they made episode one first, starting at the beginning, and went one, two, three, Rogue One, four, five, six, if they did all that we've had from the beginning, I I, I think that people would be less apt to complain. Right, well, we just got to remember, people, that... You know, when Star Wars was made, nobody knew, including George Lucas, as far as I know, nobody it's knew that it was that it was going to turn into this big thing that people are going to be watching for fifty years, and mm-hmm. that there's you know people are going to be looking for all those little uh, little misconnections yeah. and all that stuff. Nobody knew any of that stuff at the time. You know, we're just we're trying to build off of a yes. story that was not meant to become what it is now. So, so that also brings me to there is rumor. That 2022, 2024, and 2026 will all have a Star Wars movie in it. Okay. What do you see coming? Well, I think they've pretty much let it out that it's going to be Knights of the Old Republic. Thank God. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I mean, that. I don't think it's like officially confirmed. But yes, D&D we're doing aren't it, getting it. No. They changed from <laughs> D&D to running that movie to someone else. Yeah. Which that I'm fine with. Yeah. But I'm so excited for that. I'm very excited for Old Republic. Now we're going to have to play the games again. Star Wars will never die. Yep. That's we'll die before Star Wars dies. <laughs> so, I've also been watching um, a little bit of, uh, like I told you, Grey's Anatomy. Um, <laughs> and when I start to feel myself getting a little too emo- emotionally tied to these characters all over again, I'm like, I need to nerd out about something. <laughs> Stop becoming human for a little bit and yeah. become a nerd. Um, so I actually, uh, went back to DC Universe and watched some of the old Batman cartoons again. Nice, good Loved choice. Loved it. Loved it. It brought me out of my depression. Um, so yeah. Um, but I can't wait to want to talk Witcher with you. But, now let's move on to the nerd news. Alright, that means it's time for the nerd news. And we have had quite a bit happen in the past week or so, so let's just get through it. Uh, the video game studio that brought us Jedi Fallen Order, which we both love, yep, fantastic game, uh, has put up new job posting in its Star Wars division. <coughs> Word coming out of the studio is that it is in pre-production for a follow-up to the ever-so-popular 2019 video game. Don't see why you wouldn't. Why would you not capitalize? Where do you go? Of that, so they destroyed the holocron. Spoiler alert, and said that you know at the end they will not search out the new Jedi; that they'll let the Force do the work for them. But then you've got these four friends now. Like, okay, where do we go next? So, I, I think that uh, you're pretty much you have unlimited yes. uh, ways that you can take this because Darth Vader's still out there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the Emperor's still out there. Mm-hmm. So, Empire's still out there. Yeah, I mean, the Empire's out there. Um, anything that happened between 3 or 4 is out there. It's a free game. In the canon universe, and um, uh, that's exciting. Uh, but yeah, so moving on. Jokers, Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor at the Golden Globes. There, I think there was talk about, like, right when the movie came out, that he was probably a, a shoe-in yes. for that. Yes. Uh, I think it's well-deserved. To be honest, though, I really haven't seen uh, many of the other movies that were nominated because I pretty much only watch nerdy stuff. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I can't really comment on that. But, man, Joaquin Phoenix was spectacular. Oh gosh, he blew it out of the park. And... Uh, it's very well deserved. Game changing, and well I loved deserved. his his uh, acceptance speech as well. Oh yeah, powerful. Yeah, there was a lot of that. A lot of actors and actresses that night were like, "We can share things and tweet things all we want to, but we need to do things." Yeah, too. So I was I was very happy with a lot of people's speeches. Uh, Christian Bale is in talks to join the cast of Thor: Love and Thunder. Not confirmed yet, but it's Not definitely confirmed. in talks. In talks. So uh, we actually. We nerds have been, since this news popped out, a lot of people have been speculating. Right. You know, who does he play? And uh, the big names on the list right now are obviously he would voice Beta Ray Bill. Right. Which I think it's time to bring in Beta Ray Bill. I liked him. Yeah. And the little bit of stuff. Balder. You remember Balder? Sure. Uh, Cole Borson, God of Fear. Dario Auger, the Minotaur. Gore the God Butcher. I guess it's a big villain of Thor's. I don't know much about him. Uh, don't know much about it. Mangog well, looks like another creature. But basically, it's up in the air. I mean, And I bet you that when it actually happens, he'll be none of those things. None of them. It'll be something we It'll never even thought of. some human character that we didn't think yeah. about. Uh, that brings us into the next phase, maybe. Maybe a shocking character. It's just not Thor's lore, but he's in Thor. Uh, which would be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool if maybe he's... Magneto. I don't oh. know. Like, just some swerve. Doctor oh. Doom. I don't know. Just some swerve. That would be cool. I don't know about Magneto. Yeah. He could be a good Doctor Doom, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. So, as of January 4th, filming has officially begun in London for The Batman. Commissioner Gordon actor Jeffrey Wright was one of the first on set at 5 a.m. to get things going in Gotham. Good for him. Yeah. Um, saw a picture of old, uh, what's his face? Edward? Uh, yeah. What's his name? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Saw him uh, sitting on a motorcycle, motorcycle with the face yeah. covered up. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and like we we discussed a few episodes ago, he's not bulky, is he? He's, he didn't he's, seem to be. He had a big coat on, though. Yeah, that's true. So moving on. It is reported that Universal's third theme park will be called Fantastic Worlds and could draw from IPs like Mario, Lord of the Rings, or even more Harry Potter. I'm there. I know. I mean, I haven't been to Universal since I was 12 also, yeah. so... Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I've been uh, a couple of times and been to the Harry Potter thing and all that stuff. And it's it's great. It's pretty cool. But... And I don't think this is just me being biased. I think this is what the majority of people would say. If you've been to Disney on the same trip that you go to Universal, it's going to sort of pale in comparison. Oh, it yeah. just is not the same. You just think there's more. It's almost like it's it's a disappointment compared to that. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, it's Disney, you could spend a week at Disney World and not and get everything not get done. everything done. Yeah. You could spend a week at Universal and repeat some things. 
Well, and I don't know. The lines at Universal are always ridiculous, yeah. like way worse than Disney. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just something different about it. And Disney, just as corny as it sounds, it really does have that. There's just something magical about it. So, to me, going from Disney to Universal, I was kind of underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Harry Potter stuff is definitely worth seeing if you're a fan. And if they have something Lord of the Rings in there, Ooh. you best believe I'm going to They start putting Middle Earth in there. Down there. Yeah. I'm there. And I think a Mario world would work. That would like, be really cool. Literally build a world... Like you're in Mario. That yeah, like so cool. Do you remember when we went to Six Flags and when you ride Batman, like you go through that? There was like a big tunnel you walk through, yeah, and there and was the fan. Yeah, the fan at the end, like from the movie that yeah. he's running towards. Yeah, like it'd be cool if if you, they have something like the that, tunnels. but you're in one of the tunnels and the green tunnel. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, moving on, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are working on a new Evil Dead script, but it will be with a new young filmmaker and not have Ash in it. Because, as Bruce Campbell says, he has retired the character. Um, I guess after three seasons of the HBO special and it not really taking off like the movies did, I'm I'm sure I'd be like, yeah, I think it's time to put the character to bed, Sam. So, Observer Magazine, which we know is such an exciting, gripping, and uh, oh-so-factual read, uh, sat down with Dr. Helen Sharman. She was the first British astronaut to go into space. In her interview, she claimed that there are absolutely aliens in existence and they are already living amongst us. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's me. Yeah. Uh, so if you are an alien and you are listening to this, thank you. Welcome. And welcome. You are most welcome here. Uh, moving on, Silent Hill art director announces that there will be a new game. Those games scared me. Yeah. Kind of like Dead Space and Resident Evil. Um, uh, I haven't played them in a I while. I don't have a whole lot of experience with Silent Hill. But well, I think a lot of people were like, you're either a Resident Evil player or a Silent Hill player. Yeah, I did play some Resident Evil, yeah. but not Silent Hill. Yeah. But hey, great for them. Absolutely. So, we have had some, some X-Men stuff pop up. Mm-hmm. Like, apparently a year later, there's been talks like, we are releasing New Mutants. Still. I guess it's really going to happen. It's, yeah. It's been up in the air for a long time and I remember a, a long time ago when we did our X-Men episode of 30 and 30 we we briefly mentioned that yeah. New Mutants was supposed to come out at yeah. some point well like they said the first teaser trailer that dropped was 15 months ago yeah 15 months yeah. ago and then they were like well Dark Phoenix sucked so maybe we should stop and now all of a sudden like nope we're releasing it yeah no it, it's it's happening we're gonna do it why? You think they're like, well, we've got a little bit of time before we can have to stop making... Shoot, what do they have to lose? You know? Yeah. I mean, especially with it. the loves of thrilling and horror and gritty, gritty and Stranger Things type Joker stuff right now. I'd release it before you have to completely stop. Because there's like a... In there, the selling of it to Disney, uh, there's like a... After this date, you're done making these IPs. So, I mean, if you have it, might as well go ahead and Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Might as well. That's that's how I'll, I'll be interested to see it. I'm going to hold my judgments for it, but, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see it because uh, uh, Homeboy from Stranger Things is in it. Um, Arya Starks is in it. Yeah. Um, so, looks good. Uh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. So, that is the end of your nerd news. Yeah. 
we're back. Yes. What a great song. I've become addicted. Everybody has been. It's sort yeah. of uh, the new thing on the internet. Yeah. Um, it has words to it, you know, so people can sing it. It's not like the Stranger Things thing where you're just like... Pretty catchy. Yeah, it is. It's very catchy. Um, and it's it's did, just simple enough. Did you hear uh, the, the Trivium heavy metal version of it? No. Yeah, that's a thing. Not as good. Not as good? No. What it was about, cool, but... Do you right. like the the guy's voice in the show? <clears throat> the Bards? Oh, yeah. I like him. He's, He's one of cool. my favorite characters. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like an Efron. There's like this bloodline, I'm telling you. Like, you know, like Logan Lerman... Billy from Stranger Things season two and three, or season three, yeah, two and three, two and three, yeah. Zach Efron, Logan Lerman, him and this guy all look similar. Well, Logan Lerman handsome. was Percy Jackson. Yeah, you know they just have this this certain look. Like handsome. Their eyes are sure. Their eyes are shaped the same way. They talk almost the same way. It's just weird. It's weird. Um, That's what the Hollywood does to you. Yeah, makes turns you, you into look. doppelgangers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dopplers, Dop, do, that's one of the creatures, isn't it? The Doppler. Yeah. Have you gotten? Yeah. 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 So uh, not a radar, <laughs> not a Doppler radar. <laughs> it's a creature in the show. We'll get to. This. Did you so, play the games? Uh, I played the. I played all of the second game, and like a little bit of the third. I, I just downloaded it, three. Yeah. It's on Game Pass for free. Uh, actually, it's on this month's Xbox Live. Oh, Xbox wow. Gold. Uh, so I just downloaded it before heading your way. Uh, you so know, that, fun, yeah. that's probably making a lot of people happy, but I bet that uh, they're losing a killing on that because mm-hmm. people are crazy about downloading that game now that uh, oh, yeah. the show's out. Yeah, now that the show's out, I bet people are like, well, I want to play it. Um, and I'm also even tempted to read read some of this stuff. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. I think it'd be cool. Uh, I've read something that like all the bookstores and Amazon and everybody is like completely sold out of the physical copies of the books. And that's a partnership and a half. That is something that I think nerd culture is really good at doing. Like it spans different media IPs. Like Harry Potter. You know, they made video games. They made movies. They made books. They made theme parks. They made theme parks. They made a Broadway so it's musical. like, wow, if you, yeah, Broadway Not a musical, but just a point, show. sorry. Um, that truly shows how far a certain pop culture, nerd culture, whatever you want to call it, element, that's when it arrives, if mm-hmm. it spans all of those medias. Yeah. And which has now finally entered the, you know, crossing different medias. I mean, and it's even up, so, like, people are now like, I want to read. I mean, it's putting bringing people back to reading, too, which is great. Yeah. Um, so, I've enjoyed it. I liked it. I'm just still trying to figure out what happened, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, you know, I'm into fantasy and stuff. Lord of the Rings is, like, one of my favorite things in the yeah. entire world. But there are a lot of times where I was like, wait, what? But uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. A little... But as you can tell, this week we are going to... On The Witcher, Season 1. Yes. Uh, The Witcher is a uh, 2019 Netflix original series based on the very popular video games and novels. It follows Geralt of Rivia, a fictional character and the protagonist of The Witcher series of short stories and novels by Polish writer Andrzej Sapkowski. Hey, good job. Thank you. It has 
had many adaptations, which include film, TV, series, comic book, and video games. Geralt, one of the few remaining witchers on the continent, is a traveling monster slayer for hire, mutated and trained from an early age to slay deadly beasts. Right. And in December of 2017, it was announced that Lauren Schmidt... Uh, Hisrich. hi Sure. Uh, ...will be the series showrunner... And on January 20th, 2018, Lauren tweeted that the script for the pilot episode is finished. I had no idea that the show was in development that far back. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the series was filmed in Hungary, Poland, and the Canary Islands. I'd like to visit now. Uh, a lot of stuff in Spain. Yeah. From what I've what yeah. I understood. Yeah. Uh, filming began in October of 2018 and concluded in May of 2019. It was then confirmed from casting news and promotional material that the first season will adapt most of the collection of short stories from The Last Wish and Sword of Destiny. In November of 2019, before the first season even premiered, it was announced that the show was already renewed for a second season and would begin production in London in early 2020 with a planned debut in 2021. I also heard that they have seven seasons planned out. Holy cow. Already. I mean, I guess if you have that much source material, you could go on and on. I mean, look at Walking Dead. Their problem is they ran out of source material. Yeah. But Witcher has a lot. Uh, so, Geralt is portrayed in the Netflix series by Superman himself, Henry Cavill. Uh, season 1 debuted binge-style stream at Netflix on December twentieth, 2019, and has already attained an IMDb score of 8.7. But, of course, those lore Nazis out there have already taken to social media about some changes and, I guess, derivations, as you would call them, from the books and comics, which has to happen, I think. Because there's a reason why it's called an adaptation. Adaptation, yes. Adapt. Not a carbon copy. For your medium. However, most of the nerd world is enjoying seeing it. We are now going to break down season one of The Witcher, and we warn you ahead... There be spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, th- it's crazy that this thing has really taken off like it has. It's sort of become the new Game of Thrones, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's the same type of feel that gritty fantasy. Lots Definitely of, rated R. Lots of cursing. Lots of uh, adult re- theme. relations. Yes. Uh, lots of drinking and violence and gore mm-hmm. and all that great stuff that you love in fantasy and that people loved in Game of Thrones and it's here too and yeah. it I saw that it recently booted Mandalorian out of the number yeah. one show most uh, streamed show yeah yeah um, speaking of that have you seen these things where people are canceling Disney Plus since season one's over of, oh season of one Mandalorian. Mandalorian I've seen a few people dumb. say that dumb what are you thinking like you're just gonna get it again yeah, and I mean the Clone Wars is coming. Uh, yeah, we didn't talk about this earlier when uh, we talked about the Clone bringing Wars. It back. But season seven, seven of the Clone Wars is coming out sometime next month. Apparently on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Yeah. And you you mentioned that um, that The Witcher was released on the uh, the binge style, like all yeah. of it at once. Yes. I wonder if they're going to do that with Clone Wars, like one a week or all at once. If they're smart. They do it one a week. I think it depends, though, because like people keep it with The Witcher. I don't feel like there ever would have been any point where people were like hanging onto the edges of their seat, no. excited to see what's going to happen no. the next week. And I would love to meet those people who make that decision. Yeah. Like, 
how do you determine what's binge and what's episodic? Yeah. Like, okay, if while writing it, like, while writing The Witcher, did they finish, you know, the script for episode three, and even as the writers go, I mean, I'm not, like, dying to know what we write next. So it should be episodic, or it should be binge. Like, just get it, just, yeah. like, think, reading a book. I know? think it was the right call for this one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, I thought we would uh, dive a little bit into the synopsis, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, thoughts, um, perceptions, stuff like that. Let's do it. Uh, so, do you want to start with... Uh, hey, I'm down. Chapter one? The end's beginning, and the source of this episode comes from The Lesser Evil, Mm-hmm. Which is one of the uh, titles of one of the books. Yes. Right? Yes. All right. So Geralt of Rivia battles a Kikimora before arriving in the nearby town of Blaviken. In a tavern, he meets Renfri, a princess turned bandit believed to be cursed. Renfri is after the wizard Stregobor, whom she has tracked to the town. Stregobor lures Geralt to his hideout and asks him to kill Renfri, but Geralt refuses. Later, Renfri approaches Geralt in the woods and offers a counter proposal. Geralt gives her an ultimatum, leave Blaviken or die. She agrees to leave, but instead returns that night to <clears throat> seduce him. Yes. And if you've played the games, uh, you'll notice that the the show is very true to his encounters. He, yes. He has the, uh, the player, I should say, yes. has the option of um, having... Wooing. Yes. Said women. Lots of... Encounters with uh, some of the the ladies here yes. in, in the yes. Witcher world. Uh, so, <laughs> little nod to all that yeah. stuff. So anyway, uh, I digress. But Geralt wakes up and realizes Renfri would not give up killing Struggleborn. He rushes to the marketplace to stop her. After killing her men, he fights Renfri, fatally wounding her. Before dying, Renfri tells him of a girl who will be his destiny. Stregobor arrives to take Renfri's body for autopsy, which Geralt opposes. Years later, the kingdom of Sintra is attacked and defeated by its southern neighbor, Nilfgaard. Princess Cirilla is sent away by her grandmother, Queen Calanth. Calanth? Calanth? How do you say her name? Calanth. Calanth? Calanth? I thought it was like Calanthi. That's how I pronounce it, but I mean... Calanthi. I'm from Morristown. These (laughs) names are like super Polish and... Yeah. uh, High fantasy, so yes. it's hard to pronounce. Very high fantasy. Names. Uh, to uh, the grandmother, Queen Calanthe, whatever her name is, to escape and find Geralt of Rivia. While running, Cirilla is captured by Cahir, a Nilfgaardian officer. The sight of the burning city and castle trigger her powers, allowing her to escape. Mm. And that's episode one. Yes. Um, I thought the intro was very grabbing, like starting off with a monster fight right off because there's like this silence with a with a deer. And then, boom, we're mm. into a monster fight, and it's this creature, like, something out of, like, Ocarina of Time or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it really set the tone for the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, since The Witcher is a monster hunter, I think it's only fitting that the first thing we see is him fighting a monster. So, yes, exactly. And, and we great. even got to see, early on, some mutant abilities that he has. His right. little mutant side came out, his black eyes, and his kind of, you know, force... You know, he kind of like used the force for a second. He's got uh, powers. Uh, witchers have a little bit of magic. They're not yeah. nearly as strong as mages and things like that, from what I have read. But they do have, you know, the ability to like push things and yes, you know, they. I remember in the game you could do one little spell or whatever that you could leave traps. 
on the ground. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, you know, they got a little bit of magic in them. And, man, the fight scenes in this show, from start to finish, they're all brutal. Oh, yeah, they're gory like stuff. something you want to see in a dark fantasy. Yeah. Um, watching Game of Thrones and then watching this, I'm starting to think, like, what if they had made Lord of the Rings this way? Oh, yeah. Gritty. Bloody. And did you know that the fight choreographer for The Witcher was the Night King in Game of Thrones? Really? Yeah. The guy who played the Night King in the last, like, three seasons, uh, he was the choreographer for all of the fighting except for my favorite fight, which was the one at the end of uh, this first episode when he killed all of the, the guys in the town. Yeah. That was such a cool fight. I loved that that scene, but that wasn't the same guy. So his name is Vladimir Furtick. And uh, apparently, unfortunately, he's not going to be returning for season two. Why? I don't know. Uh, somebody left a comment on his Instagram or something and asked him if uh, he would return for season two. And he just said, nope. He didn't give a reason. Just N-O. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I also um, definitely, uh, you know, I have these in my notes a few times. Definitely rated R. Um, uh, I also kind of enjoyed in this episode, there's like this running joke of he needs new clothes. I have that too. People keep insulting his clothes like, oh, that'd be enough money to uh, get some new clothes, which you desperately need. This dude is practically homeless. Come on, guys. He's a mercenary have for some, hire. Like, have some tact. Um uh, and it does have like a Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, even like a Robin Hood feel, like with the old villages and old towns, and the morality of it mm-hmm. kind of feels like a Robin Hood, like he is a Robin Hood type character, almost sometimes. Um, and I think the music really adds to it. You know, we talk a lot about music in our nerd culture, um, you know, it can make and break, uh. You know, we've talked about Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. Um, and I really like this old Celtic, old English music style. It it, it matches. It oh, fits. Yeah. I um, and I, you know, and I thought, you know, also this is the episode where, you know, we see a big bloody battle in the first episode between uh, Nifgard and, you know, Kalant's kingdom, like just starting off with. You know, a big bloody conquering battle. That was uh, it was bold. Yeah, it to was to put intense. that in episode one. <laughs> like you start out with that kind of bloody intensity, you're like, "Woo!" So this is the pace we've set. This is the tone you've set for this series. Uh, when uh, the king iced is that his name? Yes, uh, gets the arrow to the to the, to eye, the eye, just right in the face. Yes, I was like, "Dang!" Yeah, he ain't going to be in the next episode. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, um, but actually, he was. Yeah, he and, is later uh, on that flashback type situation. We'll get there. We will get there. The, and I will say that moving forward, the timeline, it took me a while to realize what the timeline was. That oh, these me too. are like two or three different timelines trying to meet each other. When I started the series over for my second watch through, now knowing what I know, yeah. I catch things here and there. Like, oh, okay. You know, that I didn't catch the first yeah. time. But I didn't understand that it was that they were doing the timeline thing until like episode four. Me too. When the queen walked out to the big party and everything, yeah. that's the first time I figured that's out what was it, going That's when on. it hit me too, because I was like, wait, she's 
dead. And the fact that you saw uh, Mouse Sack before that, which, yeah. by the way... <laughs> I think they pronounced... Yes. Who is. comes up with the name Mouse Sack? Mouse Sack. And it's spelled Mouse, Mouse Sack. Sack. What an unfortunate name. <laughs> Someone needs to talk to his parents. Like, why a, would you do such a thing? He was a cool character, though. Um, the end of the episode alone was very dark and powerful. Like, the deaths... Uh, the planned suicides during the war. Like, they all had this plan of, we will oh, not be yeah. taken prisoner, we will drink this and kill ourselves. Yeah. First, um, the defeat and desperation, the fight with Geralt and Renfrey's men. My favorite and, fight in the whole show. And then the fight with Geralt and Renfrey. Yeah, like, I, I, the thing about I thought Ren- she'd be a bigger character. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I feel like Renfrey is supposed to be really important and a really big deal, but mm-hmm. she was barely in the show. Yeah, she was in this episode, and then like maybe one time later, yeah. just in like a vision, in like a vision or something, or a flashback, or something. that was it. Yeah, and I don't know if she's in the games or whatever. Uh, like, there yeah, are I lots of ladies lot. in the games. I so. haven't played a lot of them. Uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's one that just missed timing. I just didn't get it. No, I man, I just didn't buy it. I got it. Like I was like, oh, that's a cool premise. Yeah, cool look, cool gritty game based off of novels. I like that. But I just never bought it, and now that it's finally, you know, I'm playing The Witcher 3 first, because it's available. Um, I just thought it was a great episode, a great opening episode. You know, the fight scenes, the character building, um, I felt like the characters were believable. Um, like, even Cavill's performance as Geralt, very... Uh, oh, I thought he was he was great. Almost uh, like a Wolverine demeanor meets quiet, just, I don't know, just... His voice sounded exactly like the the game. The guy well, he's in the a, game. He's a fan. Like he plays the games. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he played. He was like, I've been playing The Witcher since the first one came out. Oh, great. He's like, that's why I was like, I've got to be Geralt. I've got. Well, be I thought he was perfect. He's good. I thought he's he was really better good. in this than in Superman. It even had and like oh well yeah, <laughs> but um, it even had like you said earlier elements of the game, which is I think what makes it strong. Also, is because, like, oh, you can do that in the game. They really went out of their way to use some uh, fancy vocabulary in in the writing as well. Yes. Like, uh, early on when he's talking to uh, the wizard in his little dream palace with all yeah, the yeah, naked yeah. ladies walking around and all that stuff, uh, uh, Strugabor, uh he uses the word sobriquet. Yeah. That's not a word that one hears. It's not every a modern day. English. Uh, Sobriquet just means like uh, your your nickname or your a name you're going to go by or yeah. your alias or something. And the queen says something about uh, as the king and the grandfather, you should show a, a modicum of a respect, modicum, like yes. a, a, a small little bit, just a smidge. But I was impressed by those big words. Yeah, I like big words. I don't yeah, use as them an English often. teacher. Yeah. So they talked about how witchers don't feel anything. They don't that, feel emotion or pain. Like, literally, though? They don't feel. Yeah, it's part of their mutation is they just, they don't feel. Because he sure acts like he's in pain and all Well, he life. hears things. Like, hears, like... It's like he senses that it's supposed to be painful. Oh. Is what I've gathered. I didn't get it's that like at he's, all. like he's, they don't feel. I thought um, that things really hurt sometimes. And that's the way I mean, he, maybe it depends on what it is. Like, if he gets punched in the face by a human, maybe it's not going to hurt strike him as much I don't know that would be I guess maybe a question for really big Witcher fans that are hopefully listening to this yeah, um, is that that comment in the show Witchers don't feel 
Is that emotional or everything? I feel like there was a point where he he does say something about that. I'm going to have to go back and look for it, but I feel like he does address it at some point. I just have forgotten mm. or I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if it comes up again. Yeah. I also want to know the thing about the aging. Okay, we, we talked about it like on the phone well, he a little bit. Age. Like nobody ages. Nobody. The queen doesn't age. The king doesn't age. The bard doesn't the age. The bard didn't age. Uh, Yennefer didn't age, which that one She's I can get. She's a sorceress. That one's okay. But Witcher like, and Sorceress, I can understand. The, but like queen the and queen? Bard. The Bard's a mortal man. He should. Struggleboar, he's a sorcerer too. He's a sorcerer. Um, yeah, I didn't get it. Maybe it's. Because it was just odd that, like, the queen's talking to her daughter, who's, you know, like. Cyrilla's mother. Yeah. She's talking to Cyrilla's mother and looks the same as she does the when queen, she's talking to Cyrilla. The queen wasn't an old lady by any means. No. She looked like she was in like her early forties or something. Of course, maybe it's this continent. I mean, I, I get it. it's it's fantasy yeah. and all that stuff. I understand. Yeah. I just wish that it had been maybe mentioned. Yeah. Uh, I guess though, the difference in this and like Lord of the Rings, my favorite fantasy of all time. Like, Lord of the Rings has this wonderful little prologue at the beginning, explaining yes. to you this is what's going on in the world and Sauron has these rings and these are these guys are good and these guys are bad and all that stuff and Gandalf and it's is all explained. an eternity old and yeah no. we don't get any of that stuff in this and I would say most fantasy doesn't give that you just like they use these big words and big fancy names and lands and all that yeah. and you just sort of figure it out as you go along yeah. uh, me being so like OCD and everything I want to know right now like explain it to me right now I don't get it yeah. And so that was a struggle for me. Like, what is going on with people not... Legitimately, the, the first time I thought that was uh, a little bit before the the Jen episode when the bard runs back into Geralt. And he's like, what's it been? One, two decades since we've seen each other? And I, I just want to be like, what? then how are you not old, exactly. brother? I mean, you know, you drinking from the fountain of youth? Because I understand why the Witcher doesn't age. Because he's a mutant. Yeah, sure. I can but take the that. the Bard should be 20 years older than the last time we saw him. But he's not. A little explanation would yes. be nice. Yes. And then the last thing I have here is when at the end of the episode when Ciri has her little banshee power. Yes. So is that because... What's the deal with that? There were that? these curses. The curse of all the women born under the moon or whatever? Yes. And her mother had that power as well. So her mother was born at the same time as all these other people? Yes, like as all these other... Renfrey. Renfrey's one of them. Okay. And Struggervor has made it his duty to hunt down these cursed So he didn't afflicted. have an, an issue with, with the queen's daughter? Uh, Struggervor probably didn't know about it. Because he wasn't around. Moussac was... Moussac or Moussac, Moussac. however they pronounce him. He was almost keeping that quiet for the queen. That Well, they also didn't know her daughter. The queen didn't have the ability. The daughter didn't have the ability at first until later on when we see it's activated. Because she said, I thought it had skipped you like it skipped me. It skipped generations, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. um, you know, and that's one of those things where I think that maybe the Witcher could do better as... 
Um, you know, they tried to explain that in a couple of lines of dialogue as opposed to deep dialogue explanation or a flashback or multiple people talking about it. But it was really just, a, oh, there's these afflicted. Struggleborn talks about, like, after I kill them, I try to dissect them to see if there's a an ailment that I can, you know, diagnose it as or what causes it, you know, because it's this affliction that's been going on for a few, a little while now and... Because he, he's like the mad scientist sorcerer. Like, after I hunt them down and I kill them, I perform autopsies. Mm. And I see if maybe there's something I can find physical that causes it. This affliction. And, Str- I don't know. Struggleboar doesn't seem like a good dude. No. No, he does not. Uh, I think that uh, when, you first, when he first walks into his, his tower and there's that fantasy of all this... These naked women around being very inappropriate. Immediately, I was like, wow, I don't think good guys do that. <laughs> you know, like, you don't typically see good guys doing that kind of thing. That's normally yeah. a bad guy thing. So, uh. Yeah, he doesn't care to indulge in his, yes. uh. Yes. Fantasy. He's very indulgent, a very self indulgent, uh, character. Uh, but any other, uh, comments on episode one, chapter no, one? I, th- I think that's it for this one. All right. So, chapter two, four marks, and this source story is from Edge of the World. Yennefer, a hunchback girl from the kingdom of Edirin, is sold to Tissaia de Vries. She is taken to Aratuza to be trained as a sorceress and soon finds herself not as talented as the other students. She strikes up a friendship with Istred and reveals to him she is part elf, a cause of her deformity. Later, it is revealed Tissaia and Stregobor were using Yennefer and Istrid to spy on each other. Yennefer witnesses Tissaia turning three students into eels, who act as conduits, powering Aratuza with magic. Geralt is hired to investigate thefts of grain in Posada. A traveling bard, Yaskir, joins him hoping for adventure. They encounter a, a Sylvan, an intelligent goat-like being who knocks them unconscious. They wake up in a mountain cave where Geralt meets the elven king, Phil... How do you pronounce it? Philavandril. yes. Philavandril, and urges him to lead his people to better lands after being banished by the humans. Instead of killing them, Philavandril releases them. Cirilla, the princess, encounters a boy in the woods, Dara, but loses him before finding a refugee camp. Dara comes back to save her as the camp is being attacked by Cahir's forces. Cirilla realizes Dara is an elf. And I'm sorry, these names are just ridiculous. Yes. It's such a stereotypical fantasy thing yes. to have these crazy uh, names that are impossible to pronounce. And I think that's one reason Game of Thrones was such a, a breath of fresh air, like yeah. Ned, John, John. <laughs> you know, keep it simple. Danny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it is... Difficult to get past those. But in this episode, you really see a very powerful theme of prejudice and racism. Oh, yeah. Almost. With the elves. Yeah. Like, instead of them being what we're used to as elves, high, you know, intelligent, Glor- beautiful, glorious, glorious, talented, godlike right. creatures, immortal. In this world, they are treated as minorities. Did you ever. In, in this day and age. Did you ever play the uh, Dragon Age games? Yes. So in that universe, elves are, are 
yes. in a similar situation, and a lot of the elves are slaves. Yes. So uh, I, I've seen the elves uh, on that side of, of the uh, yeah. social so it didn't shock ladder you. before. Yeah, yeah. No. I didn't play a lot of Dragon Age. Though. My friend, uh, when the first one came out, he was a big fan of it, but I just didn't really get into it as much. Um, so I'd never really seen elves as this mm-hmm. lowly slave-like state. Low on the totem pole. Yeah, and so it really kind of struck a nerve with me because, you know, we have a lot of that in this day and age. Still. 2020. Um, So it was just weird seeing elves not glorious models Mm. with, you know, eternal powers. Um, But this meeting between Yennefer and Istred, is this like a middle world, like a purgatory? I didn't really... I never think of it that way. I just or thought it was just like the a cave they met at. Yeah, I just thought it was like the uh, like the basement of the the yeah. arid air, what what's the place? Oh, Artuza. Arit- yeah, that place. I thought it was just like the the basement, like the lower huh. yeah. area of it. Could be. Could I'm be. not sure. Um, I like her purple eyes. Eyes are are a pretty important thing in this whole show. Yes. Uh, like. The Witcher has orange, orange eyes that turn eyes, black, and then she oh, has purple. Yeah, um, the the guy that plays uh, Istrid, her her has friend, these he's got strange silver eyes, silver moon like. I don't know if that's. I wonder, like, is that an effect or is that really his eyes? I don't know. His looked less manufactured than hers. Yeah, they did look pretty natural, but they yeah. were still very. Uh, like they they stood out, exotic. Yeah, They're exotic eye colors. Yeah. Um, I, and so at some points in these, uh, especially in the um, the refugee camp that Cirilla finds safe mm-hmm. haven in for mm-hmm. a little bit with another wealthy family, the way that they are talking to their elf, like I felt uncomfortable at some, at some points. I thought they had a dwarf. No, that was an elf. The little a guy? shorter elf, which shows that there are different varieties. Wow. Of this elven race. There just, are the smaller elves and the elves that we see later on. You just rocked my world because yeah. I thought he was a dwarf. He has the pointy ears and they say, oh, don't worry. He's a clean elf. He's not like Oh, the that's others. right. He's yeah. a clean one. He's one of the clean ones. He's one of the clean ones. But they still treat him terribly. Well, that lady got what she deserved. She when did. In she, the end. What was it that happened? Like She kicked him. Like, she kicked him and he knocked some stuff. He knocked some stuff over trying to help her. And she kicked him down, and he just pulls out a dagger like, I'm tired of this! Yeah. And just kills her right there yeah. and there. Just stabs her repeatedly. But allows Cirilla to, to escape, because I'm sure Cirilla was never mean to him. Yeah. Uh, she's a sweetheart. She is. Um, the bard, this is when we really get to see the bard uh, prominently. And at first, he got on my nerves. Oh, not me. Really? I loved him from the start. I think he's, he could be my favorite character. That's I, crazy. Well, I don't know. I love Unifer too. Yeah. But I always love those powerful, sultry, yes. you know, types of yes. ladies. Poison uh, Ivy. Poison Ivy yes. for sure. Yes. The Phoenix. The Phoenix. Stuff okay. like that. Yeah. So I love her, but I, I thought that the bard was great. Uh, what's his name? Yaskir? Yaskir. And in the games, and I think the books, he's called Dandelion. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he's the comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. I like the devil creature too. They call it the devil. The Sylvan. Yeah, but it's a. You know, he's like a snarky. He's like, you talk. Yeah, of course, I talk. I thought he looked kind of goofy. He to did. be honest with you, he is probably the fakest looking thing we've seen. Uh, he looked silly, but at least he wasn't CGI. Yeah. I gotta say, like, yeah, 
and there's been a lot of talk about that recently, like how it's important to include, you know, puppetry. Like, well, like everybody loved uh, Babu Frick, Babu Frick, in Rise of Skywalker, Baby Yoda. It's a puppet. It's uh, not the old. It's not right. the new CGI. It's it's bringing. It's still having that old feel of what they had to do. Yeah, it just is better. Yeah, it I really think, is because the CGI is just so. It, it looks so out of place sometimes. Like, that's clearly generated from a computer. Well, like, in this rewatch of uh, New Hope that I told you that I was doing, right. it's on Disney Plus that I'm rewatching it, and it's the remastered, they've added stuff in, you know. So when they actually go to Mos Eisley, all these new things were added in. You know, like new robots, new spaceships, new I didn't new notice any of that stuff. It's computer added in. Like, if you were to go back and watch the original New Hope that we had on VHS that came out. You and mean they, the uh, the uh, special edition yes, in the 90s? that okay. we had on VHS. Yeah. There are things not not in the Mos Eisley scene, but if you watch it on Disney+, Plus, they've added things in. Wow. Like computer digitally, they have added, and you can tell. I you can notice. tell it's digitally added. I'll have to go back and look. Like, it's, it's just, it's rough seeing that. Especially when... You know, that footage from the 70s is sort of, I don't know how you describe it, like kind of this grainy old, yeah. you know, footage. You can tell it's not recent. And yeah. then here's this, you know, pretty computer-generated yes. thing right next to something yes. that they put in. It's out of place. Uh, in the, and they did a lot of this remastering after the prequels were released. So they put in some creatures in Mos Eisley and A New Hope that you had seen in the prequel trilogy to kind of give this connection. You know, like, oh, we saw that in Attack of the Clones. We saw that creature. That creature's also at Mos Eisley. But you can tell the difference. Gotcha. And it's just rough. It's just rough. But it was it was cool to learn that this Silva is a, a person. Yeah. Just with makeup and, you know, pretty cool effects. And it's not all computer animated. Yeah. Um, so, and like I told you earlier, uh, this is where we get to hear Toss a Coin to Your Witcher first. He starts working on the song. Taking the internet by storm. Yes. The new big thing. Yes, the new big Look song. Look out, Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <is> next. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed this episode. Uh, I liked Jennifer's uh, storyline and yeah. uh, felt so terrible for her. Um, the stepfather, who I guess was her father, but then you find out, like, no, he's not. Yeah. Obviously, the mom had an affair at one point because she's half elf and the dad's not an elf. Right. And the mom's not an elf. So somewhere, this mom was unfaithful. So maybe that's why he was so willing to sell, sell. her. I mean, he did say, she's, she's no daughter of mine. Yeah. I thought it was four. 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 Yeah. She offered six, though. She offered six. He said, ah, four. Like, what a terrible thing to do. It's like, you wouldn't take the full six. Because he didn't think she was worth the full really? six. Really? I thought that he asked for six and she offered four. I thought it was, no, no you're right. You're yeah. right. <clears throat> you're right. He said six. But still, six. he gave he gave her up. Her, yeah, he's, and told the mom to shut it when she said you can't do that. And he's like, shut it. She's no daughter of mine. So I wonder if it's because at he, the time I just thought, oh, he's ashamed of her because she's she's deformed. Hunchback. She's a hunchback. Well, he was willing to sell a pig for more than her because mm. he said pigs are ten. I think though that that really sets up the idea that. Yennefer's coming from nothing, and mm-hmm. she's mistreated, and you're meant to sympathize with her. Mm-hmm. She's going to go on to do great things. Yes. I, and I had that feeling right away. Yeah. 
and uh, turns out that's what happened. So I love Unifer. Love Unifer. Great character. Let's talk a little about this whole eel thing. It was odd. So I guess the way I took it was like they have all these girls here training to be sorceresses, and the sorcerers and sorceresses all advise the kingdoms, kings, the kingdoms of the land. Of the continent, they call and it. so like you have to be good. You got to be like the best. You of have the best. to be the best of the best. And to, the rest of you that don't make it, right, become eels to generate the electrical magic to, it takes. Yeah, they serve as a, a conduit of, yeah. of magic. So it's like you were good, <coughs> but just not good enough. You had the ability, you just weren't. But not for what we need enough. However, we still want you to take part in this. You know why? Does, so why does the building need to have? A magic charge. I don't know. Um, I think it was more of like a, just a charge. Uh, Aratusa just as a whole. Like, it's not... Ele- they're eels and they are... We know eels as electric conduits. That's why we have electric eels. Correct? So, Sorry, yeah. I think instead of electricity... That those are the eels that are conduit of magic for Aratusa. Well, yeah, I mean, I, so it's I, not like I gathered that. I just but don't they're understand just why. they're powerful enough to be conduits, <coughs> but not powerful enough to be sorceresses. Yeah, so I guess that means like when you ascend, yes. you make it to that next level, or you ascend to become a, a, a advisor to advisor. a kingdom or whatever, because. I, I don't know. Like at first, I thought they're being turned into eels. Does that yeah. mean they ascended? I don't yeah. get it. I, but yeah. So it turns out that Yennefer was the one who ascended. The most yeah. unlikely of all of them. Yes. <coughs> and it's me. because uh, uh, I guess uh, I've been pronouncing her as uh, uh, Tisai or TCR, however, of uh, <coughs> the the head of her order. She's like their teacher. Their teacher. Um, they call the uh, mages. Who are the teachers like Rector and yeah, rect- Rectress? Rector and Rectress. The Rectress of uh, Aratusa. Um, it's almost like early on she was like, no, she's not showing it off right now, but she takes a certain... It takes a certain knack to make her kick in. Right. Um, anger. Like just being pissed off causes Yennefer to start doing things. She created a portal out of thin air that someone early on in her training should not be doing that well at. Uh, so I um, I liked this whole sorceress storyline. Oh, me too. I love magic. Um, it's really cool. Um, we also get to meet your favorite character, you know, the bard. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's funny. The comic relief who... It's just weird to see comic relief... Maybe this is what's weird for me. Comic relief that's also a handsome human being. You know? Because when I think of comic relief, I think of like Jonah Hill in Superbad. Or <laughs> LeFou in yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Not this good-looking guy who sings very well mm-hmm. and plays the lute, but he's the comic relief. So maybe it was instead just threw me off. Instead of the star. It just yeah. threw me off to see the good-looking, young, hot-shot beautiful human being as the comic relief. Yeah, I never had any problem with it. I thought he was great. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just like, it's just, it's different. It's different. And I think it makes, 
It not works. bad, just different. Yeah, not bad, just different. So any other thoughts on Chapter 2 for you? That's it. I enjoyed it. Shall we continue with Chapter 3? Let's do it. Chapter 3, Betrayer Moon, and the source story for this one is The Last Wish. Yennefer and Istred become lovers while finishing their training. While Yennefer has the chance to transform her body into her ideal image during graduation, the Brotherhood of Sorcerers discuss the allocation of their newly initiated to their respective kingdoms. But through Stregobor's scheme, Yennefer is assigned to Nilfgaard instead of her preferred Aedern due to her elven blood. Realizing what happened, Yennefer angrily breaks up with Istrid, knowing only he could have told Stregobor about her blood. Having missed graduation, Yennefer undergoes the painful transformation to be beautiful at cost of her fertility. That was a rough scene. That, it was, and, I, you know, I have a pretty weak stomach, so that stuff is uh, especially difficult for me to watch. But I don't really see why that's such a big deal, taking away her fertility. I don't think that any of the sorcerers or sorceresses have daughters or sons or anything, do they? Uh, taking away the fertility is part of the spell. He has to have her, her, let's say, anatomical bits mm-hmm. to make the That's, concoction. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. He needs those to make the spell. Well, it so, seems like later on it is, is a big deal that she she gave that up. Which is why they're sacrificed. Uh, it goes in the thing that he's mashing in the mortar and pestle, which huh. is rough to think about. Uh. Um, anyway, uh, Yennefer charms Adrian's king, Virferil, yes. <laughs> into taking her as advisor, sending Fringilla to Nilfgaard instead, which turned out to be a bad Bad. Move. Yeah. Geralt enters the kingdom of Temeria investigating a monster and is assisted by Triss Marigold, King Foltis's sorceress advisor. He identifies the monster as a Striga, a creature born from a curse he later discovered was placed by the courtier Ostrit, who learned about the affair between Foltis, 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 good grief, and his sister, Princess Ada. Using Ostrit as bait, Geralt battles to contain the Striga until dawn, which lifts the curse. Cirilla enters a dense forest in a trance as Dara follows to help. We get a lot answered here. We get the answer of um, what they mean by the Ascension Transformation. Um, and we just talked about, you know, uh, that it was uncomfortable to watch. Right. Um, not just the process that has to happen, but the the performance that she gives of the pain she's going through. Didn't he say like something about putting her to sleep? They or... normally put him to sleep. And she said, no, I can do it. He's like, she's like, no, I can do it. He's Why like, would no. she not just let him put her to sleep? I think she's trying to prove something. Not just to him, but maybe to herself. That she's the most powerful? Yeah. She's like, if I can do this, then I'll be the best. Because hmm. uh, in the next episode, she talks about, I want to be the best. The best sorceress. Um, and maybe that's what makes her... Um, cold when we first see her as a full sorceress to that to that queen mm. is she's more cold maybe this is like I need this I, I don't need tears I, I need this this will be the worst pain I've ever felt in my life so moving forward nothing will hurt me maybe like you know, if I can live through that I can live through anything yes through anything um, The we open with this other witcher hunting the Striga 
Oh, yeah. Uh, just a no-name Witcher. He kind of reminded me of uh, Uncle Benjamin in Game of Thrones. He, did look he like looked Uncle a lot Benjen. like that guy. Uh, didn't make it. <laughs> nope, not for long. Um, and we get this uh, definitely rated R moment in a uh, in a pub somewhere between the Witcher and one of his many females. Yeah, uh, uh, so one yeah. he might have given a little extra coin to yes. for her time. Three days. Three days. Three days. They said in that episode. Uh, just hanging out in a yes. bedroom? Three days. Good lord. The stamina. Um, and also, in a flash forward, we get to see these these uh, these miners. This is a mining kingdom. And we get to see Gary from Joker. Yeah, the little, little guy. guy. Little, little guy, guy from that Joker. He, he couldn't unlock yeah. the door of Joker's apartment. He was also, he, and this was actually the first... I said episode four, but this was the first time where I thought something weird was happening. Because... She said something about being, uh, um, you know, it's the first time I was like, how long has Jennifer been training? Like, I feel like there's this time it's lapse. It's not clear. That, that at I'm all. not clear with this yeah. time lapse that's happened. Um, quite, quite confusing. It's very confusing. And the artist who creates her pretty body looks a little bit like Sirius Black at I can first. See it. I can see it. <laughs> um, shocked me a little bit. Uh, notes, notes, notes. Um, I did find an, edit, an editing problem. What's that? I found a little editing. Oh, was it the thing when, like, they were looking in two different directions? No. Um, or something when they were talking? When Yennefer finds out she's being, uh, replaced, uh, to a different kingdom, she goes to, uh, Tissia, or, you know, the rest of... Tissia? Tissia. Yes, Tissia. That's it. And, uh, stands, Tissia, when she stands up, she's standing behind the desk, kind of... With her hands on the desk, and she's looking at it, she's like, I didn't tell him about your blood. You know, she's like, it wasn't me that told him about your half-elven blood. The next scene we see is, like, literally the next camera cut we see. Not seen. The next camera cut we see is Jennifer marching out of the rector's office. And now, Tissia is two feet in front of her desk with her arms crossed. Oh. As if they've cut out an entire scene of her walking around the desk and getting closer to Yennefer. It was just a bad, bad editing camera cut. Jeez, that was I through my second. That, that was through my second watch through. The Striga was an odd creature. Uh, it was an interesting concept. I wonder if that comes from some sort of like myth, old or old tall tale, or like, like you know, everybody knows a werewolf and yeah, you know, Dracula and. But I've heard, All those tall I tales. have heard the term Striga before that wasn't Witcher. I've heard that word somewhere. About before. a monster? Yes. So, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, they've borrowed it from some sort of, you know, lore. You're never going to guess where I've heard that term. No telling. Supernatural. Yes. Uh, of course. Striga was in Supernatural. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it's like a well-known myth. Supernatural yeah. monster um, myth. And I love the force that the Witcher, I call it the force. You know, he just throws up his hands and... The creature flies across. They, they the talk room. about how the the sorcerers, the mages, and everybody like they pull their power through chaos. Yes, like their their magic is formed through the chaos that surrounds them, yes. or something yes. like. So instead of peace, they drive through chaos. Does does Geralt draw his from chaos yes. as well? Okay. He can. He's stronger if basically the way that I kind of have noticed it is that he's stronger the crazier situation he's in. Oh, okay. Uh, like, that's how he was able to have such a strong force push 
to knock the Striga 50 yards away from him is because this thing was about to kill him. So what was the point of this party, by the way? The party is to court. Literally, it's kings and sorceresses courting each other. Oh. For where they would be assigned. If there was a match. Like, if you notice, the the king of the place that she really wanted to go to, when they put uh, her friend with him, mm-hmm. when they changed things up on him, she walks in and the, the king's dancing with her. He didn't like this sorceress. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh... Fringilla? Fringilla, can we take a break? You know, he just didn't. But when she walked that. in, his eyes got... He perked up and he was like, this is the one I want. Uh, he was like... <whistles> yeah... Had that one ready for you. I bet you did. Um, yeah, it was a very odd scene. This this courting dance. Bet you didn't notice this. <clears throat> There's a hint about the timeline in this scene. Because there was a point when someone was fussing at these two little kids. That was, kid was King Foltest. Fol- Fol- and his sister. And his sister, Ada. She called him by name. So that shows you this is like 50, 60 years before what we were seeing Geralt do in the same episode. Huh. So. Wow. Timeline. Boom. Barry Allen. <laughs> Did you notice also that when we are all over the place about this episode, I know, but there's just so many things to talk about. Uh, when he was fighting the Striga, he had like these brass knuckles. With the wolf. Yeah. The, his nickname's the, the White the Wolf. The White Wolf. Yeah. And so I assume it's silver because he has a regular sword that he uses for like fighting humans and just general things but then he has silver for monsters so i guess the brass silver brass he didn't want to kill it yeah so he just like gave it the right hook with these silver knucks uh which were everything he has is just purposeful right like the chain he used against the striga at first silver right and it's this long chain that he thought and that was a pretty cool, you know, uh, the way they threw in that that mythos, like, you know, oh, you have to keep it out of its crypt before, you know. And also, this is the, this is episode three. Yeah. And we have now heard Geralt say the F word <laughs> 17 times, I think, at this point. Jeez. And he doesn't count? say it in, like, anger. It's more of like a. Ah, bollocks. He just sort of resigned to it, like, all right, here we go. F-bomb. F-bomb. You know, like, we would say, oh, crap. Yeah. That's how he says, oh, crap. Yeah, it was always funny. Um, (laughs) But, and I have a note here, it's like, we've seen three episodes now, and I still love his performance as Geralt. Yeah. Um, Solid. It is. It's just solid. However, there are a couple of times where, sometimes when he's talking calmly, there are sometimes I can't. I've had to rewind. Uh, because he's uh, doing well, he's it all gruff he's British, like that. gruff, and he's speaking quiet. Right. Um, and it's not just British, it's old English. Well, this quiet. Is, this is why I use the captions. Yes. I have I subtitles on all the subtitles. time. I should start using subtitles. I am deaf. And also, for reasons like what you just, you just said. <laughs> Understanding what they say? Yeah. So, any other thoughts on episode chapter three? I think that's it. Shall we move on to chapter four? No. No? You don't want to? I don't think we should. Hmm. This has already been, you know, this is our our welcome back for the year. And I think that 
the people are probably just so excited to hear from us again. Yes. Here live and in person. Yes. That uh, maybe some people have only gotten this far. Could be that too. So maybe we're going to mm. give you guys a little extra time to catch up on The Witcher, rewatch The Witcher. Mm. Maybe we'll rewatch The Witcher. And we'll reconvene, maybe, what do you say, on Friday? Friday. Because we have not had a follow up Friday in a while. So we'll have a, a part two of this episode yes. uh, released to you guys as a, let's say, our New Year's gift. Two episodes in one week. Yay! And uh, release that on Friday. Absolutely. That sounds great. Because there's well, so much to talk about. Anyway. Absolutely. Well, this has been fun. It's been great. And I can't wait to continue with you. Same. Uh, now, but, but this has proved that maybe I need to go back and watch it a third time. There are things I'm missing. <laughs> so, um, you can always watch it a third time. Yes. Uh, we will continue with chapters four through eight on Friday. Sound Sounds good? Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, if, if you have heard anything thus far that you would uh, like to let us know, or uh, maybe you have some better pronunciations for oh, the names, please. please correct us. We don't mind being corrected on that. They say it um, so fast on the yes. TV, I just can't catch it. Uh, email us, uh, tweet us. And, and some of you are a lot smarter than we are. You could probably explain these things that we're not yes. understanding a lot better. Like I said, we have not read the novels. We have not played the games. This is really a lot of our our first full, in-depth contact with The Witcher. Yeah, and I have no memory of, of, of the game. So, please, if you have anything that will help us out, you know, let us know. Uh, send it to uh, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com, and uh, we will... Uh, Fix those things, and we will talk about it. Also, if you have any questions about the uh, what we'll be discussing next week, uh, or what we've already discussed next week, Friday, what we've discussed so far, uh, if you have any questions, uh, comments, um, let us know. Uh, we, lo- we can't wait to uh, continue this Witcher talk with you. If you are not a Patreon supporter, um, there are different tiers. There are different ways to support us on Patreon, and you still get stuff. Um, for that tier. Um, for those of you who have been helping us, thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to doing more with you. Um, we look forward to uh, maybe finding something else to talk about. You know, we had Mandalorian Mondays. We that did. was fun. It was great. We'll find something else. Hopefully with alliteration, because I like alliteration. Yeah, Mandalorian Monday. Yeah, see? Titan Tuesday. Ooh. You've given me a lot to think about in there. Witcher Wednesdays. Well, we're, well, we're already doing, doing Witcher. That. I'm just giving examples. Thirsty Thursdays. We'll talk about drinks, <laughs> waters. Thir- thirsty <laughs> for nerdlich. Yes, yes. So thank you, seriously thank you for all the support, not just Patreon, but all that every one of you do just by subscribing, by listening, by sharing, and uh, commenting, and everything. Uh, 2019 was great. We cannot wait for the rest of 2020 and what we are going to be doing. Um, A lot of changes coming, but we are excited um, for those changes and will continue to do this show. And are very, very excited. Uh, So, J.D., I I like your idea. I think I'll uh, see you you on Friday then. Sounds great. And we will catch you nerds later. been listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts josh davis and tyler mcdaniel brought to you by freddy cat productions encore theatrical company advertising expressions 30 and nerdy is a next wave podcast and a bad cast company production be sure to follow us on facebook 
Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Find us in the Pod Nation on podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds.